Hey everybody, welcome to the 1528 Podcast. We're back with you at another week. And this week we want to talk about something that is all in our faces. It looks different to everyone who's experiencing it. And it is the most constant thing in life, which is change. And so we're dealing with the changes that we've experienced on a personal level. We've talked about uh, how the, the events of the year has impacted the nation, the culture, and everything like that. But today we want to dig into what changes we have dealt with individually. And hopefully you all can relate to us and, you know, we'll speak to something that we can have and spark some conversation. All right. But before we just start off in that conversation, let me check in with my co-host. How y'all doing today? Hey, man. What up? Happy Excited Kobe. Excited to be doing this. Happy Mamba Day. Happy Mamba yeah. Day. 824, baby. All right, P. And they are showing out tonight. Exactly. LA all day. Uh, anything 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 significant popped up that made this week stand out or this weekend stand out anything anything happened over the weekend man i did over 10 miles last week working out we hey, all at catch two, up that's two uh, miles a day that's mm. <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't do i did mine nigga. don't do I that two a day. i think i did probably like five miles last week yeah i seen about the most like six miles from one of y'all no no, no. At least, ain't no, at ain't least. I, I went to the gym four times last week. That's not what I said. I said you ain't doing ten miles. That, no, that's three. <laughs> that's three miles a day. Show me your receipts. Mm. All right. I did not see a post today from that. Well, wait. Well, wait on oh, the Ain't shit happened a day. I came home and recovered from the weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but but that's me. I was just been working out, getting some laps in after work last week. I'll. Walked and lightly jogged. This week, I'm going to jog and lightly run. Well, <laughs> lightly walk. <laughs> nah. Right. nah, nah. We're moving on up, man, like the Jeffersons. We, we're just getting our body body ready. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I ain't, do, I ain't do much. Yeah, we don't need y'all hurting yourself. I'm trying to get in it because I see y'all posting y'all numbers and posting y'all's workouts, and I'm over here mm-hmm. trying to get it in. My scale will be here on Wednesday so I can post mine. But we're going to get it in. So shout out to the fellas for uh, living healthier. And taking yeah. on taking on this thing, man. We're not gonna sit around during this pandemic and just waste away. We're gonna get stronger and better. Definitely not wasting away. I'm gaining weight. <laughs> wasting <laughs> right. Totally opposite. Well, well it depends, but, it's all about perspective. Your health is wasting away. So, hey, you know, gaining hey, away. What what's messed up is I I uh I will talk about I'm gonna talk about some of that anyway, but I just got life insurance and the quote that I had was like reasonable, like 70 bucks a month or whatever. But then because of my weight, it was end up being more. <laughs> so I was like, Dang, yeah. but that's kind of bullshit too, because don't you know how like they be saying like uh, the ideal, ideal weight for a man yeah. is like 180 pounds. Like that's just no way. How was that in ninth grade? You I, know what I'm saying? I think for my weight and for my height, I think I'm supposed to be like somewhere around 175 or something like that. No yeah, way. That's, that's Absolutely ridiculous. not. So, I've been there since elementary school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I definitely um, need to lose some weight. So we're going to keep this health as well thing going. Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, All JT, right. I know you was uh, super excited about some shit this week. That's mm, what, what, what you're hitting at something in particular I can't think of. But I we, am. We, uh, what are you talking about? Let him know. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> it, it has to do with uh, two two ladies, and not a threesome. Oh, because uh, you, you see my face, yeah. like oh, yeah, right. oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Did yeah. you forget about that? Sure, <laughs> like, you wouldn't say that on the air, would you? <laughs> right. I would, Shit, actually. I mean, <laughs> if it happened. Right. Uh, but no. Um, we talking about Brandy and Monica? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. I'm just, I'm just, Brandy and Monica, don't do that, BJ. I don't, don't, don't. <laughs> so disrespectful. Don't do that. Brandy disrespectful who? like shit. Who the hell oh, was man. Brandy? Wow, this nigga. So this week is going to be said, Ooh. BJ. It's going to be said, JT and Dre. Uh, BJ, you can go ahead and uh, <laughs> your <laughs> BJ, I've already lost Facebook friends behind you. I am not. <laughs> I am not doing that. I'm not laughing. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Hey, we lost it together, so it's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Bring it. Hey, bring it. I don't even know I, what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> point it out. <laughs> right. Let me find up. No, stop, stop, stop. No, we bring anyway, it in. We bring it in. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Here we go. Here we go. All right, listen. This week, <laughs> this week we go. We go. We're gonna chime in. We're gonna talk about changes. And, and like we said, we're talking about the changes that we've experienced in these last eight months first eight months of 2020 and it's probably some changes that we've probably haven't experienced in eight months of any time of our lives so the first question we want to deal with is what significant changes have you experienced in your life whether it be work family time activity relationships etc what what changes let me throw this to jt looks like he's ready <laughs> i most definitely was shaking my head no keep talking keep talking we ain't ready yet <laughs> um let's see here man what significant changes have i experienced well to be honest uh trying to i guess go backwards in my professional life and work off of one screen Oh God, no! Don't that, do that. that has been absolutely horrible. But um, I would like to thank my company for sending me an extra screen, so now I have two monitors, and now I'm back to full capacity uh, and work productivity. Because <laughs> for like a month and a half there, I was not. Um, let's see here. Honestly, like, of course, because of COVID, I guess just spend a lot of time at home, um, and just being able to sit with my thoughts, and you know, it, it's been, I, it's honestly been great. For me personally, I've saved money. Um, I've started the podcast with you all. Um, I've, you know, started in my creative space that I've always wanted to do. Now I've had time to sit down and actually do that. So it's been absolutely great. Um, see, work, family, time, activity. I have not been active most of COVID, uh, but you know, I'm I'm trying to bounce my way back on that. But honestly, it's. These past couple of months, uh, I guess you could say since March, I've just been the time to like really sit with my thoughts, man. It's just been, um, you know, I told you my answer is going to be crap. Uh, but it's what you That's why I wanted to get it out the way. <laughs> but yeah, um, same old, same old as everybody else. Just trying to, you know, stay safe, keep other people safe and uh, take it one day at a time and hopefully uh, get a 46 out of this. So let's let's do this real quick, JT. Because I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and and it really, you know, you're you're, you're a communications guy, so you know how to give that good sound bite. Um, and I'm not trying to push you to do more than you want to do, but if you could really take a circumspect look around you and just really see how your life is different, you know, just if you look at just today, 
Like, what would you say is like some things you're just like, wow, I know I didn't see myself doing it this way or whatever this this year. Let's see here. I did not expect to be professionally a hermit. Mm. And don't get me wrong. If, even if it wasn't COVID, COVID, I would probably not be out in these streets like that mm-hmm. uh, and be satisfied with that. But now that I have to be, it sucks. Um, I think it's I, I, I like my options yeah. uh, of being able to do whatever it is that I want to do whenever I want to do it. Um, and also not being able to go home and see my family like I want to and just, you know, be close and up, you know, surrounded with them. Uh, that has that has definitely uh, sucked. But, you know, it's it's that the idea of not being able to do whatever the hell I want. And but although I'm not kicking and screaming, talking about, oh, we need haircuts and and, and shit like that. Like I'm not I'm not stupid. Um, but I it, it does suck. It, it it does absolutely blow. But you know, until we get done with it, uh, or it magically goes away. Hmm. Uh, hmm. you know, this is where we are. November fourth. This shit's done. It's over. Day after yeah. election, it's over. Um, no, I'll jump in next though. Um, for me, I kind of broke my changes into a few different areas. Um, the first one is of course work. My work's totally different. I live in Brooklyn. I worked in union square, which was an amazing part of New York city because that's where so many things transpired. Like any protests, any marches, most of them actually formulate in union square about the time that I'm getting off work. So I can just (laughs) walk outside and be like, Yo, what y'all on today? <laughs> and be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or not. Um yeah. like that's missing. Like I used to love just going out there, hitting up the farmers market, just relaxing in the park, kicking and chilling in. And then for me, like the people made my job what it was. Like work is great, but my coworkers, uh, my uh management, my senior executives leadership team like being around them was it was just invigorating and like not having that so yeah i mean it's just not the same like we have our weekly calls with the whole company like every friday or whatnot door check-ins have different one-on-ones and stuff like that and even got a poker game coming up with some of my coworkers uh later on this week but like not being able to just get up and go talk to somebody when I need a question from our CS team or go talk to our CEO or bump into somebody from the board in the kitchen and just have these high level conversations that it just helped me grow. Um, like I really miss that part of the professional side of things that I'm just not getting anymore. But aside from that, you know, the fact that I'm in sales, there's an inherent slowdown that's happening. Hmm. The people that we sell to just aren't necessarily in the mood to buy because some of the medical offices were literally closed for like three or four months during COVID because mm-hmm. of state restrictions. So it's hard to sell somebody some shit when their doors ain't open. <laughs> right. Um, so that that was definitely a change. Um, the income has uh, decreased a little bit. And that actually led me to being more, I guess, financially responsible in some ways instead of going to the bar and being like, fuck it. <laughs> um, I spent some of this time and I actually got more into investing. Um, so I've been playing around with stocks. I had a couple really good runs in the market or whatever. So I'm getting around involved into that a little bit more and just trying to make my money grow more since it's not necessarily coming in how it was before. Um, from the social aspect, again, with the whole not going to the bars and kicking it thing, it's just different. 
because I am the opposite of JT. I'm a social butterfly. So if people are going out, you know, let's do it. Let's go. We're out three or four nights a week. Um, and now it's like not going out at all is a huge, huge slowdown. It's been a little frustrating. It's been a little eh at times. Recently, I picked up a hobby of hunting for hard to find <laughs> bourbons. <laughs> and uh, I've uh, had some fun kind of doing that. So, you know, that's keeping me occupied. Yeah, it's just kind of ruined your workout a couple of times. Like we've had to counsel Dre. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not supposed to be running to the liquor store. Hey, hey should, whatever the motivation is. <laughs> there you go. All right. You know how far I had to walk to get the last bottle I got? <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> no, but um, so like that's been like the whole social thing. But that kind of ties into like with my friends. Of course, the K-Staters in here are a part of club thorough. And that was just like a great way to reconnect with old college friends and just really, really get kind of like that K state energy back that I haven't had in who knows how many years. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Um, all of the zooms that happened towards the beginning of COVID kind of slowed down now that people just decided COVID was over and started going out and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the beginning it was popping and, really uh, was. It really was. Had a lot had a lot of zooms with people who I was always cool with, but it was like we hadn't maybe like talked or hung out or kicked it like that in a while. Or even like with us, we only do it once a year. So this let us do it like very regularly. Um mm-hmm. so that was cool. Um and finally, like with the family part of the bonding. But yeah, I got a little little uh, closer with like some of my cousins and some other family members who I'm not necessarily around with all the time. Um, I haven't really hung out with and kicked it since I left Cleveland other than the holidays here and there. So that's actually been uh, really cool also. So COVID has brought me closer to some friends and family members. So that was a cool thing about it. Um, and just me personally, I've just gotten more alone time to sit in my thoughts. And um, recently I've had more downtime in the beginning of COVID. We were doing all the Zooms and the club there and all that other shit was going um, unbelievably hard. <laughs> I didn't get a ton of time for that, but uh, now I've got a lot more time to just sit in my shit and figure stuff out and think and relax and all of that. What's up? Anything else? I realize how much I hate all three of you guys, but that's oh it. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. Just to go kind of go off those zooms that you were talking about that we were all pretty much a part of. I think what was great about some of those were the fact that we were able to have some like some real conversations about things that affected us emotionally that normally that you just don't have. But I feel like since everybody felt like the world was getting ready in, we were able to share <laughs> and just well, be a little more open. And t- until y'all ruin the Zooms. Sorry, guys. Let's have another Zoom. We're friends again. You know who we're talking to. <laughs> man, that was that so was Kyle's weird. fault, man. No, so <laughs> it was not. It that was. was it was DJ's fault. <laughs> yeah, Kyle got blamed. So oh, it was his fault. Okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Right. We move back around to the point. There we go. <laughs> so uh for me personally, this whole uh 2020 COVID thing, significant changes that I've had. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me right now is my little niece. She was born in December 
and yeah. uh, I was able to see her in February. Um, it was it's just weird to see like your little sister have a baby, and then they just like see your little sister grow up all over again in a sense. Hmm. Like once she's becoming like obviously a mother and more responsible, so she's she's growing exponentially. But then just to s- literally see the uh, a little. <laughs> a, a, <laughs> Yeah, I fucked that word up. Shut up. Yep. But, but to literally see a little her again is just is pretty amazing. I'll be going home to see them pretty soon. So that's one big thing, you know, just kind of being uh, Uncle BJ again. Um, my job for me, we, um, I never really, I never stopped working. You know, my hours were cut. And so it was a little different. We had to get like, get, creative with uh getting hours and stuff like that um as far as at the my other job at the restaurant we did have to shut down for a few months and just kind of just like go to to go only so money went from making an extra three or four hundred dollars a week to maybe half that depending on the week um but that's just my fun money anyway so it was still just like whatever when nobody really going out so it really didn't matter anyway but it's been all good then I think the biggest change is like, honestly, like doing this podcast has been therapeutic for me personally. Um, it's given us the chance in my mind to get closer as friends, uh, working together. It's one thing just to, you know, see each other once a year, twice a year, go have fun, drinks and stuff like that. But now we actually have to work together and, and be in the same creative space. But I feel like we're talking about things that people need to hear black men talk about. So it's been pretty amazing. Now, the other thing about my job is like, I'm about to have like freedom again because we're losing the contract. So technically in about a week and a half, I'm going to be unemployed. (laughs) So that's like scary yet also kind of cool. So I'm not too worried about it. We'll figure it out. Come to California. (laughs) California stories. It is. It is. I need some water in my life. Every yes. everywhere it's expensive right now. That is not accurate. <laughs> that is not true at all. Everywhere <laughs> no. expensive. Says no. the person who lives in New York. <laughs> definitely I know. Expensive there. That's not the only place I know about. I know other places aren't expensive. That's true. So for me, it's just looking at the different areas that you know, Dre, you kind of broke yours down in in sections. And at this point, so much has happened. So much has happened. Um, you're kind of grasping to see because I think we've gotten to a point now to where we've learned how to we're we're, we're kind of fight or flight right now, and we're responding to a lot of trauma, and so we're kind of trudging along and not really thinking about our feelings about stuff, and not thinking about how things are hitting, and a lot of things are normal now that wasn't normal two months ago, or three months ago, or even six months ago. A lot of things we're not that we're doing now they just they just weren't. Uh, they just weren't normal. So now we've normalized them. Um, but I think the first part I want to hit up is like, for me, parenting has, has been mm-hmm. totally different. And I can just be honest about it because, you know, a lot of times you get into this rat race of work, uh, special projects and, and kid and this and that and this and that. Um, and it's kind of slowed everything down. Uh, one part of parenting that has been so crazy for me is that I've been having to cook almost every day. I'm so glad mom is out here now because oh, um, I never, I thing. never cooked every day. 
especially when all the restaurants was closed, you know, (laughs) it's like (laughs) order from where. And so, um, like I had to cook a whole lot more, um, and not just every day, but multiple times a day. Cause I realized that I don't have a whole lot of like just microwavable food and stuff like that. Like I do a lot of, you know, I, I buy, like I buy meals, things I can make meals with. And so, and then, um, one interesting thing, a lot of times, you know, in retrospect, we hear a lot of our parents say, you know, I was trying to teach you this. I probably didn't do it like that, but I actually got to stop and focus on what I wanted to teach my son, you know, and be intentional about that, you know, not just wait for him to see me do it or think it's going to happen by osmosis or whatever like that. Like I actually really got intentional about son. This is where your toys go, son. This is where you play with that. This is where you go with this. And so just really teaching him um, different principles I want him to know um, has been something that has been great, though, because I get to I get to watch his personality. I get to watch how he responds to stuff that he just doesn't like. And when he when he's uncomfortable, when he's scared, um, I just get to see him as who he is because we're we're here. We're close. And that's just the, that was my last point in that one. Just like, I'm really getting to know my kid. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, it's a rat race. And so to actually sit down and see, oh, so you're going to eat these um, these graham crackers with peanut butter, but you're not really messing with carrot sticks anymore. OK, got it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was telling how many times I sent him to daycare with carrot sticks, thinking that he loves it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, paying attention to him, stuff like that. And then um, professionally, I had to learn. And and now that I'm actually in the job hunt again, uh, I'm really looking at uh, a place with work-life balance. I mean, I've done some different interviews and I've looked at some different job uh, opportunities and and I'm really not willing to sacrifice the weekends that I have my son and, you know, late nights where I'm just coming in at, at seven, he goes to bed at 8.30, you know, and that's all the time I have with him, you know, especially on a, on a, 50% custody, you know, schedule or whatever. So I've been very, very intentional about, you know, where my next step professionally is going to be. I know that a lot of big money rides on this, you know, being able to work like crazy and be a workaholic and stuff like that. And the reward for that usually is monetarily, uh, monetary, but I, I see that in during this, during this pandemic and everything that's been going on, money is not everything, you know, like, when your bills are paid and and, mm-hmm. and and you're when you're comfortable or uncomfortable, you know you have you have greater focuses responsibilities to deal with than just trying to make money. And so if it, if it, if I have to sacrifice money because I'm gonna be a father to my son and because I'm gonna be present for my family and, and my other responsibilities, then I'm gonna do that because you know I rather pay more attention to my purpose than um, the rat race that America creates in capitalism. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that he's gonna appreciate that too. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. dad being around and then dad buying me things are two different things. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then the next part, you know, and it's so good we did, you know, we did, uh, you know, this podcast was born out of, you know, those uh, those Zoom calls that Dre talked about earlier. And we talked about relationships a couple, a few episodes ago. But really, during this time, I actually changed the way I relate with people. Um, I've been able to clearly define my expectations um, not only of the other person, but of myself. Um, how am I showing up in relationships? Um, what am I really willing to give? And what am I willing to sacrifice? Where Where am I in this process to where I can relate with anybody? And and what, you know, we talk, we talk about levels to this, like what level are people on in my life? 
Um, and so I really got a chance to look at my circle and look at close relationships and, and, and distant relationships and see what's really worth my time and energy. And so uh, that's been a thing to really turn in and see what I want to what I want to present, what I want to be in relationships, you know, and then um, that kind of leads into my, my, my last point of personally, you know, personally, I got to turn into me and figure out and, and, and learn more about me. You know, I'm grateful that, you know, God has given me the, the, the thought to where um, when I don't have things to fill in the fill in the gaps with, I don't necessarily look for other things that he actually helped me look into myself and say, you know, who are you and where are you? And and, and I found not necessarily entertainment, but I've, I found time to really um, be OK just by self-evaluation and retrospect. So. I feel like I know myself even more, you know what I'm saying? And that's good. So that's caused a lot of change in how I do everything, you know, uh, goal setting and all stuff like that. That's dope. That's dope. So we got to make this 1528 work so we can work from home every day. I know. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Let's do this. So subscribe, like, leave a review. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Tell a friend. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. God damn. Put us on, y'all. So let me just give this to y'all just because I know we've had different, it's kind of chopped up, so I don't know exactly where we are as far as time goes. But we've talked about these different things, and I know that it's it's just a little spinoff, Dre. I got you. (laughs) This is like, (laughs) what what would be just that one, that one thing? I think JC already did it. But what's the one biggest change that you look at and you say, wow, I did not know. I did not think in a thousand years that I would be doing it like this or showing up like that or considering these things in my everyday life. I, so to be honest, I, I have to say that I had to find that inner drive for work mm-hmm. um, because I, you know, normally it's that, it's that schedule of get up at a certain time, take a shower, iron your clothes, get in your car go to an office building, eat lunch at some point in time, and then come home and do whatever. Um, I had to truly, literally force myself to be a self-starter again. Like, you know, mm. it, I, I always, it's funny, like I always do job interviews and they was like, name one of your strengths. I'm a self-starter. I like to do everything, <laughs> b- b- everything before they tell me to do it. I do it. Um, you know, so, you know, I really had to, you know, grow up and and step up into that because you know you get into this whole day in day out uh you know schedule whatever you want to call it and then something kind of covid honestly turned into a uh a disaster and i think we always talked about or i think we probably all thought to ourselves at least is what would we do if we were on the walking dead, like how is, how, how this is like, you know, how would we really, really no No, BJ, I'm not on your team. You're not on my team. <laughs> Damn. You're not on my <laughs> no. Huh? But no, I, I, I say this because, you know, we're trying to say, I would do this. I would do that. And then all of a sudden here we are, you know, I, for those that are, uh, I guess, Marvel fans, like, what do we do after the snap? You know what I'm saying? How do we, how do we, how do we get back to regular life or is there a regular life? Um, during the snap, you know, so I'm I'm trying to figure, um, trying to figure out what's after this. Is there going to be something after this? Are we really going to return back to normal life anytime soon? Um, you know, for me, 
being in D.C. in the government, August is pretty light month. So now I'm getting extra, extra lazy. And, you know, so 2020 has said, hey, if you really want this, if you really want to do something, like be about it, like yeah, actually, man. you know, be a self-starter for real, not just in words, but in your actual actions. And so that's that's been the biggest thing that 2020 has uh, has been for me. I mean, for me, I think mine is simple. Um, I never imagined myself being in New York and not enjoying New York. I'm paying. <laughs> Man. It doesn't matter how much I'm paying. I'm paying an exorbitant. <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say how much I'm paying. That's silly. I was paying. I'm paying an exorbitant amount of rent to actually stay in a house and only leave for necessities. Like that is some bullshit. Is it? And. What? Oh, and I, you got you got to think about you weren't there I, for th- three months and you were paying. I could, rent. I could pay a quarter of what I'm paying now and be living the same life that I've been living these last five months. So yes, it's bullshit. That's real. <laughs> um, and I mean, now don't get me wrong. I'm not with these people that are like, ah, oh, New York is dead forever. Let's leave mass abandoning. That's just silly. It'll be back eventually. I'll be here for it, but this is just not anything I would have ever anticipated are having happen to me. Oh man, yeah, it's blown. If you like, just Google. Oh shit, is shit getting cheaper then? Because our move is getting cheaper. <laughs> it's it well, it's highest highest vacancy rate probably in like since nine eleven. Um, so it's definitely going to start getting cheaper in certain parts a lot because some people are leaving. A lot of families have just made the move already. Um, but you see, even more people um are leaving. So it's a conversation around it. I'm not on that side because New York is always going to be New York and it's always going to recover eventually. And uh, yeah, I'm here for it. No, 15, it really is a thing. The 1528 Brownstone. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Get the studio upstairs. You know, man, she got to be there. Shit, what are we talking about? Um, I think my major takeaway for 2020 is really just going to be resilience. And understanding, I think we all have grown up in certain situations that have made us stronger because of the stuff that we go through. And, you know, I think sometimes people wish they had easier lives in a sense. But the stuff that we went through as kids that molded us into the men that we are today are why we can survive doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that were in our lives that taught us how to continue to move forward, no matter what's going on to, to uh, take a situation and say, this too shall pass. That's not one thing my grandfather used to tell me all the time, because I used to, you know, growing up, there's certain things and just certain things that happen. And he could always just tell me that. And it was always something such a coming from his voice and stuff like that. It was always calming and centering. So this too shall pass, right? So even if we have to deal with COVID for the next two years, it'll pass. Like eventually a vaccine will come out. Um, Eventually we will, like even right now, like you leave the house, you get in your car, oh man, where's my mask, right? Like there's all these things that we just have to adapt and get used to and just be resilient and just keep it moving. Um, we can't let this or anything else beat us. Yes, we have to be smart and 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 um, responsible throughout everything. But you know, 
just like I said, I'm about to lose my job and I'm not really sweating it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to be all right. I can, I can always yeah. find a job. My biggest thing is right now, I'm just, I'm, I've fallen in love with the Monday through Friday morning type of time slot and being in the restaurant industry most of my life, I'm really not wanting to get back into the late nights or the swing shifts or the working weekends and stuff like that. But I know if I have to, I will, because we survive, like you do what you have to do. So I just say resilience and just keeping it moving, keep moving forward and understanding that everything that we have gone through has kind of like prepared us for what we're in. Most definitely, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the, the, the biggest thing that ha- that just caught my attention, I don't know when it caught it, but I've been running with it this year is um, just really, if I could tell myself anything, uh, what would I tell myself and then actually do it? And I've really been focusing on that. Mm. And so even if you think about what we're going through right now, if you had three to five months to sit in the house and still get paid from your job, still find a way to get it done, like what would you do? What would you tell yourself to do right now? Um, Because I think a lot of times we always look at situations and say, oh, I could do that so differently. Mm -hmm. And don't even realize we're still in the same situation and we never do things differently. (laughs) And so... Uh, one thing that I've really been work- focusing on is like, okay, if I could tell myself anything, go hard for this, do this. You are enough. You are you are you're strong enough. You're smart enough. You you don't have to fear this and and overcome this and over there. Uh, every anything I would tell myself, the younger me, uh, a different time me, uh, I'm just doing it. I'm doing it with with reckless abandonment, if you will. Like you know, I'm not because mm-hmm. you you already know you've been there. You had that experience. There's no point in overthinking it. Just really. Right. What would you do if you was talking to eighteen year old you? What'd you tell yourself? And you still got time. Uh, today is a, is a day to get started. So I've really been pushing it on that this year. That's good shit. All right, so this is a good place right here, so we can segue into uh, the second part of this show. But before we do that, I got a couple of announcements for you. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, we've really appreciated your love, your support, uh, your reflections that we've seen in the 1528 community uh, group on Facebook. But one thing we're looking for you to do now is to please leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. This is the way people find us and the way that we can spread our show to other people who uh, we're not directly connected to. So if you could just do us a favor and log into Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice comment about uh, what you've experienced with the 1528 podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. So uh, do that. And after you get to doing that, make sure that if you're listening, that you have subscribed. Listen and subscribe to the 1528 podcast. We appreciate your support very much so uh the next thing uh saving the best for last this is the most important announcement i got for you please register to vote make sure your address is up to date make sure your county's up to date make sure that you have everything you need so when you show up at the polls you can cast your vote today i had the distinct privilege of delivering my mother's mail-in ballot to the mailbox for her um, as she cast her vote as she's out here visiting with me but she wants to make sure that her vote counted and so uh, if you're going to do your mail-in do it as early as possible make sure you follow all the instructions if you need help uh, reach out to somebody who can do it with you but please by all means make sure your vote counts it's time to make a decision it's time to step up it's time to represent the change that you want to see in this country so please register to vote uh, 1528 is voting and we encourage everybody else to vote as well thank you
All right, jumping back into changes. One of the first big changes that happened this year was the death of the great Laker uh, from Lower Marion High School, Kobe Bean Bryant, uh, passed earlier this year. And it elicited a lot of emotions. And if you all have been watching the NBA or even just watching TV, (laughs) for that matter, or on social media, there's been a lot of commercials and tributes paid to Kobe Bryant. And so uh, I think I want to hear about, let's revisit uh, in honoring Kobe Bryant right now uh, this week uh, and what we've seen and how he felt coming back to that subject. Well, for me personally, like we're honoring him. It was his 42nd birthday. Uh, Today is officially Mama Day in all the eyes of the world, or at least real sports fans, 824. Kobe dying for me was, I've never cared about a celebrity death. Maybe Robin Williams, that kind of, that kind of sucked. But as far as like one that like I was emotional about, Kobe's the only, the first one. And I think part of it is, is because he he literally, obviously like he was talented, whatever, but when it boils down to it, he outworked everybody. And it made you realize that like, if you work hard enough, you can, achieve the dreams that you're trying to achieve. Like you literally just have to outwork people. Um, And what also makes it sting is he's in our age bracket or he was in our age bracket. Like, um, I mean, he will, him and Darren is the same age, you know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things like he literally could be uh, a good friend of ours, a brother of ours or, or anything like that. And it just, I've spoken before, I think in the mental health episode about how sometimes I really morbidly think about death too much Mm -hmm. anyway. So, you know, to have somebody else that you look up to that you, I don't want to say idolize, but you look up to you, you just like really understand their drive and stuff like that to see their morality mortality um it just hits home you know what i'm saying and it was just one of those things where it just made me think even more like how long do i have left will i affect the world in a positive way and how will you be remembered or how i will be remembered um and you just just i don't know it's just it it, it just sucked man it my nephew actually called me just to check on me. That's how much they knew I would like yeah. appreciated Kobe and what he's when he stood for and as has how hard he worked and his quote unquote arrogance, but it really was just he knew he worked harder than you. It wasn't arrogant. He just like, I know I put this work in. And mm-hmm. it's just so much stuff that um the things that he embodied are the qualities that you hope to instill into your children. Um, so that was, that was, it was pretty rough for me, honestly, but you know, once again, you gotta, you gotta keep it moving. And like I said, I just went ahead and got life insurance because, you know, I could go tomorrow or, or whatever. And I don't want my parents or my brother and sister to have that burden of trying to figure shit out. I'd rather, leave here i think that's something one thing that we don't do enough as a black community 
that's, you know, you can set people up with a good life insurance policy and that's how we can start to build wealth within our communities. You know what I'm saying? Fuck buying the Jordans all, all the time and you don't have life insurance. You know what I'm saying? You can spend a hundred and whatever dollars every time a goddamn pair of Jordans come out, but a $250,000 life insurance policy is only $80 a month. Like, so what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fuck, fuck Jordans anyway. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Like the, I looked, I just looked at it as like the money that I spend, what I spend my money on. I trick off enough money to, where I need to make sure that if something happens, my niece is taken care of. My parents are going to be good. My brother and sister, they'll get something. Obviously nothing's going to take away from the pain that they're going to feel when I leave because I'm so an, an amazing brother and family member. But, <laughs> but, um, I mean, you want to leave them with something to 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 keep it moving and make it easier, and and so they don't have to worry about the the BS. And maybe you can help propel them into a different situation, you know. So, um, yeah, Kobe's death was definitely it. Just just made me, uh, I guess, just think about being more intentional on, um being ready for it or after the fact like who what who else has to deal with it so that's my take on that so kobe passing literally cast like a black cloud over me um i remember sitting in the parking lot of the gym la fitness on central avenue sitting in the car and i think a facebook or a tweet popped up saying that kobe had uh was in a plane crash and you know, Twitter kills people every day. So you, you don't, you know, you don't really take it serious, right? And then you know, it's popping up more and more and more and more. And of course, you're waiting on TMZ to say something because for some reason they are the official, you know, uh, sayers of if someone has passed. And I and I'm, and I'm like, all right. So when it happened, it literally, I can honestly remember how it felt like a like a literally a dark cloud or presence had set over me and i was literally shook for at least two months after that mm-hmm. i you know i i was in a funk man and so to to it was i respect kobe as as a professional right um, as a basketball player, he's done great things, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, even in the community, you know, all of that. And of course he's, like you said, he's in our age bracket. So it, it felt, it felt like your homie, you know, who happened to make it has been killed. And it, and it, and it felt, it felt that it felt that far off, but yet personal. Um, and so I think I went through a, a slight depression, but I have like like you, BJ. Like I've never mourned for like uh for a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think if, <laughs> if anybody was Whitney Houston, that's just just because of who she was as a figure. You know, what I'm saying it's like, damn, like I listened to her records. I probably listened to her record. You know, what I'm saying sometime that day. Mm-hmm. You know, and not knowing, boom, this is what happened. Um, so when Kobe passed. Like it, it was all. It was the way that he passed as well. Um, it was yeah. such a tragedy, and you know, I am not the best flyer, and so to know that a celebrity could 
you could could be taken down in such a way, it made me feel like, well, who am I? You know what I'm saying? It it really it really made me look at it like that. And and then I also like you, BJ. I went through this whole I could die at any day. Mm-hmm. You know, I I could leave this earth at any time. And you know, I was paying attention to the news and Twitter and stuff like that. Like I'm for sure it, it affected women as well. But there were men like who was just going through it mm-hmm. because Kobe was taken in the fashion that he was taken. You know, you know, someone that you don't know personally, but since the start of his career. He's been a superstar, always out there for you to see uh, musically, for you to hear if you bought it, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? I hope you didn't buy it. <laughs> but, you know what I mean, saying? we grew up together in a sense. Exactly. You know in that? a sense. Uh, and so it, it's, it, it sucked, man. Like it honestly, it it absolutely sucked. And I, and I think that it was to me the kickoff to oh, the fucked up 2020. <laughs> Man. That is, you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, 2020 was like, fuck, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. Like, nigga, like, like yeah, all of if, that. If hit him up was a year, if, 2020. If hit him up was a man. And, I, and I'm just like, like, this is absolutely bananas. And, you know, I, I, I wish it's not just Kobe, but I think it's also. And then this is just going to be kind of morbid a little bit, but I also thought about what was the last few minutes of their, of his life. Like I thought about literally, I couldn't get that. Vi- I couldn't get my image of that out of his, out of my head of him possibly holding his daughter, maybe not even having an opportunity to hold her because he was probably like in the front seat or something and can't do anything to protect or get them out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then it, it, then it turns into this whole thing of, well, they knew the weather was like it was and, you know, saying they shouldn't have been in the air. And it's all this like, damn it, if they had just not, if they could have waited like an hour or they could have mm-hmm. left earlier, like yeah. they would probably be here and she'd probably be a, still a star in her own right, talking mm-hmm. about the daughter. And then you go into this whole thing, like it just wasn't th- those two. It was also other families that were affected yeah. so yes it is a, it was about Kobe dying but it was like this whole thing it wasn't just him it was like a group of people that that died man and it and it and it and and to not be related or to ever have seen this person uh seen this individual in person it hurt it hurt to the core um and you know I I was in the gym like I was like I said, I was in the gym parking lot, and then afterwards, I guess when it was confirmed, I went in the gym and I tried to work out, but my mind wasn't there. And I remember I went into the spin room and I almost broke down because I was like, "This is sad as shit." And I'm like, "I'm in public," and I'm like, "I can't do this." Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I, I go in the spin room and the lights were lights were off, uh, but you can still see it. But you know, you gotta like like get to the class to see it so i feel like i'm like i have enough cover to kind of go through my emotions and you know and and get myself together and i tried and it didn't work and so you know i even even now talking about it it's still like what the fuck Mm -hmm. and it it, you know saying like it you know it's still within this calendar year so it's still fresh you know what i'm saying and then you're celebrating his birthday 
So now that brings up the feelings, you know what I'm saying? If not all the way, at least 80% of how you were feeling. And, you know, especially for those that are like truly fans of his, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, of course I knew him and knew his, knew him as a, as a basketball player. Um, and you know, whatnot, I don't necessarily keep up with players or stats or nothing like that, but you, you know, Kobe, you know, he's great. Right. right. So, you know, you, you come to respect that and to have someone, you know, snatched away in a twinkle of an eye, it really brings shit home. It, it says, love your family. Um, you know, I had lost my grandfather in October and that did a number on me. Um, I finally got out of that. And then Kobe comes and then I'm like, you know what? Live on purpose. Like, do live, what it is. Live on purpose, yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do what you need to do. Like, even if you don't finish something, start something so that hopefully you do have the opportunity and the time to finish it. Uh, you know, it's it's literally that come to Jesus moment. Like, tomorrow's not promise. Stop your bullshitting and, and get to work. Like, you're here for a reason. Kobe did his. And, you know, and to respect the timeline he played his out that's how it was supposed to happen we don't like it you know what i'm saying we feel hurt behind it but his time was up and you know i i wish i wish those that are still you know in some type of mental funk emotional funk um i wish i wish us all the best uh in recovery yeah. jt you said something big man and if i could just kind of um piggyback on it and you let me know if you agree with the statement because you didn't say it but i want to make sure i'm in, in sync with you mm-hmm. so you said, you know, even if you can't finish something, start it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of um, Solomon. Um, it reminds me of David and Solomon. Um, because you remember David couldn't build a temple because mm-hmm. he had too much blood on his hands. Mm-hmm. But he did everything. He got all the material together. Yeah. He got all he got all the building material he laid together. He laid the, the foundation. Yeah. yeah. He he put he put up basically put up the he put up the expense. And mm-hmm. and he and the outcome of his life, not the, not the entire outcome, but a big aspect of his life, he passed on to his son. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. said, "Carry this forward." And so, for me, when I heard you say that, it's just like, even if you may think for whatever reason that you know I may not finish this, at least if it's something you really believe in, and it's something that you really, you know, it resonates with you. Um, you know, you have, they say birds of a feather. So mm-hmm. you have friends, you have family, you have people who you pour into, at least set it up for them to be able to carry forward. You know, you know? and, and you know, I guess to, to add to that is that no one's life only belongs to them. Man, You're like yeah. everything that you do is about someone else, whether you like it or not. Um, you know, if, if you are a great cook, you are, you know, your service in life, your rent, for living is to be able to cook for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And if you are able to build something and give it to the next generation, that's an absolute blessing. Like everyone's, if if you live right and live correctly, you are a step to something greater and higher. And, you know, that's, and I hope, I, I hate, I hate to say it, but I, I guess just to make the point, I hope that people, were so hurt and moved by this that it got people to live better lives. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you can see, it doesn't matter what kind of money you have. It doesn't matter what position that you played. It doesn't matter how you can have all the things. But when it's your time, it's your time. And what yeah, do you man. leave behind? I mean, we talk yeah, yeah. about building generational wealth all the time, right? So 
in that, like you said, start something. Like even if even if it's starting something, it's just like talking about financial literacy, financial literacy <laughs> to our younger generation. Like when I have conversations with my nephew, or like you know, I'm pretty sure said with his children, you 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 say like this is how it should be done. Maybe I didn't do it this way, but this is how it should be done. And then right. you 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 keep moving forward. Um, that's how we build generational wealth. Like I think on one hand, yes, we have to enjoy the time that we have with our friends and family here. And but we have to enjoy the process. And that's one thing Kobe always talked about was like enjoying the process. Like he worked his butt off and he enjoyed working his butt off. And because of that, he was able to be an inspiration to people worldwide. So does even even for us personally and the people that are in our short circles and our family members, like JT said, live on purpose, live every day on purpose, get something done every day in a sense, start something every day. And then maybe those things that are started, my nephew can pick up later or mm-hmm. he can he can keep going. And then, you know what? Now he has a different mindset because he saw something different, which mm-hmm. means his kids are going to make more educated decisions and make more money and stuff like that. Instead of being in such a microwave what was me? I need to have fun now. They, there's some sacrifice that has to be put into that to truly make a difference for generations to come. Yeah, it's, you know, even if you do something, whoever's coming behind you doesn't have to walk in your shoes. But the beautiful thing is through your path, you laid out a path for them to walk in the first place. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's that to me, like if nothing else comes out of death is for you to know. Uh, that someone has done something for you, um, your family members, your your mentor, somebody has has laid some type of foundation for you to be as great as you are right now, and hopefully you can do that for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, we we can talk talk in circles because I, I I'm gonna hit you with something deep just because uh, you, know <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. One fish, two fish. what you got Dre Day what you got yeah so for me it definitely set the tone for the year um, in a couple ways it made me really really just think about relationships I had with people Um, it made me think about my own mortality which um, some of y'all know that's something I struggle with because of some of my past uh, health issues or whatever um, but literally I want to say a month to the day before Kobe died, I lost my Dean, um, rest in peace, Dean Steele, love you, bro. But, um, and then yeah. Kobe died a month later and then it was just like, man, you know what? This year I'm just going to do it, man. Like I'm going to see the people I ain't seen in a while. I'm going to reach out to the people that I ain't talked to in a while. Like the first thing that, you know, made sure it hap- uh, happened was, I booked a trip down to Kentucky that next month. Mm-hmm. Um, I booked all kinds of trips this year for 2012 that I wasn't able to go into because of COVID. But I'm Fuck like, man, I'm COVID. I'm going to see people. I'm going to, you know, make sure that I'm spending the time with the people that I love and care about and respect and all of this and all that. And uh, it's kind of crazy. This is episode 15. And this is the first time that we've talked about Kobe, not intentionally, not anything like that. This episode about changes is something that we've 
had on our radar for over a month now and we could have done it at any point but we actually started recording on kobe day 824 like that's kind of crazy um and after our prep call when i was trying to think about like what i could say i came across um this guy he has some a really really smart guy he has some uh good words though and i think like they fit more than what i was trying to kind of formalize and the notes that i was writing um so i'm gonna read these off real quick um it says yo this hurts and i hope you understand it's bigger than basketball i was someone who grew up having hoop dreams so kobe was clearly someone that i look up to but not just on a court seeing the work that he put into his craft was more than inspiring he was arguably one of the most talented athletes ever but he still put in more work than anyone else even in his final 20th year in the league now I was never the biggest Kobe Bryant cheerleader, mainly because he didn't play for my team, but I couldn't help but to respect him and try to emulate his work ethic and passion in all facets of my life, even after basketball, was not a reality for me anymore. In his early years, seeing how forward-thinking he was about his future after basketball, both professionally and socially, how aware he was of the impact he um, had on young Black males, or how that impacted everything that he said, And being in the public eye really made me look at myself on multiple occasions and think about where I was in my life and the impact that I was having on others. Now, anyone that knows me knows that I don't deal with death well. And even though I didn't know or even meet Kobe, he definitely was a part of my life since his high school years. And his example helped me create the man that I am today. So this does hurt. Tears are getting shed and prayers are getting lifted. 41 is just too young for anyone to go and Kobe will be missed but not forgotten. Um, finally, I hope that we are all using this as a reminder of how precious life is. Tell people how you feel about them because tomorrow is never promised. So like those words are just like really, really impactful. And that was actually what I posted on Facebook the day of Kobe's death. And like right now there's nothing else I could have wrote that formulated it more but it was just so much wrapped up on who kobe was i wasn't a huge kobe fan i wasn't a huge laker fan but the respect for him and what he did and how he lived his life and how he presented himself is always something that's impacted me and has made me look into who i was and how i was handling certain situations and how i was dealing with certain things and how i approached my career my profession my work ethics and everything and just seeing him get taken away like that it was man it was just a moment that like jt said it it hurt for a while um i have never felt that way for a celebrity before a celebrity death has never impacted me on that level um and it's just one of those things where it's like man so much to take away from him so much to take away from that moment but it's one of those things where you have to like just learn from it and you have to find why and how you can actually use that moment to better yourself. Yeah. That is, that is, that is very interesting that, and it wasn't even planned how this ended up being on Kobe day. That's something, mm-hmm. some things just happen and it just, you know, and that's, and that's, and if it's, if that's not Kobe Bryant, you know what I'm saying? Like that's some Kobe stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, For me, man, um, I remember that day like it was just yesterday just because I oh I remember a certain aspect of it. I remember my mom, she just knows me. She knows 
just the, the energy I give off, the facial expressions I make, whatever, whatever. And I know she just kind of, I, I read it. I looked on, I turned on TV, looked at it, and I was like, I, I must have been looking at it a certain kind of way. Mom was just like, whoa, there's really a lot of people upset about this. You know, a lot of men are even crying over this and da 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 whatever, whatever. And then so she got up and she was like, she was like, well, you go ahead and, and deal with this. And then so she went um, upstairs, you know, to her room, whatever, or to the guest room, whatever. But she, um, the thing that was crazy is because as soon as she went upstairs, it just hit me and I just shed a few tears. And like, like all y'all said, man, I've never, I've never cried over a celebrity death. I've never, I hardly ever cry over any kind of deaths because my tear ducts are, don't work properly. They take them out. (laughs) So, so, (laughs) but it just, it hit me, man. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I, I lost a loved one. Um, yo, I just, I just didn't realize how much of a gift Kobe was to us. Mm. Um, you know, he took, he took me, he took me back to high school, like high school, you know, I think his first year in the league was like my freshman, sophomore year of high school. Mm. And I, I, you know, I mimicked my game after Jordan for a while. I ain't saying I was good as Jordan, but I mimicked mean, I mean my game after Jordan. Um, that was a and, given. And after him, don't get it twisted. Clearly, nobody on this podcast holds me. That was given. Ain't nobody. Bullshit. I'll pull a Kobe on y'all. Play y'all left handed. Bullshit. Nobody. You can't nobody. be right handed. Nobody on this podcast. No. Don't waste no. your time. You know keep, how we know. Moving. You know how we know because your Vegas. brother can never hold us. <laughs> so. No, it's listen, not gonna happen. I can y'all, hear all y'all, y'all, scared, y'all was scared in Vegas, but just keep moving. I can hear yeah, all y'all. Y'all, y'all was scared. All y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We we was there. Y'all, y'all, y'all backed down. <laughs> Nobody backed out. We, cool. Did we? Did we play? I think As we couldn't find the ball. <laughs> like, quit playing. Like, y'all know, y'all know that ball we had was like flat or something. No, no, nobody I, hooping. I think we was too hungover is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that man might not be either. I was telling the PG's version. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, but no, so then, so I went from that and then I got inspired. I immediately got inspired when I just, because you got to, I mean, if you know, if you know Kobe's life, even if you know his basketball career, um, it it can easily translate to you know a certain area in your life if you've lived any any time and experienced some things. And it took me from this Kobe. I remember I don't know if it's his actual first shot, but one of his first shots in the NBA was an air ball. <laughs> wow! The great Kobe Bryant, his one of his first shots in the NBA was an air ball, and he went on to be a five time NBA champion. One of the all-time greats, Hall of Famer, um, from a, from an airball to the Hall of Fame, um, if I if I could put it in the sermon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and and it just it got me because you know um, when you're looking at different you know places you had to grow in life, and you're looking at different you know you may look at yourself now and say, man, I'm not where I want to be. Um, and and I and, you know you, you see all the Kobe interviews where he's talking about you know I came out and I wanted to be the best like Kobe said that day one in the league before the airball he said I want to be the best and and came out like an eighteen year old scared teenager amongst right. men in the NBA um, and for me it just gave me a thought I still no matter what mistakes I've made no matter what bad decisions I've made no matter what kind of 
things are going to follow me around permanently or, or, or extended period of time, I still want to be the best. And there's nothing going to stop me from doing that. Kobe overcame all kind of rumors, all kind of true, true news, um, <laughs> all, all kind of stuff. all kind of life situations, you know, all yeah. kind of life situations for real. But the thing that I love about it, he lived his life in a way that it was true and genuine to who he was. So yeah. much so to the point that you couldn't even bring up any of his past indiscretions when he died, mm-hmm. you know, and and people are well aware of him. But it was just like, no, this man lived with the measure of integrity that he was given, the measure of he gave his all to what we were able to see. I don't know what kind of husband he was. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, especially after everything that was in the news. I don't know what kind of father he was. I don't know what type of businessman he was or any of those things. I don't know. I really don't know what type of teammate he was. I can imagine. He put up 60 shots a game. He was on my team. I'd be like, man, uh, I'm going to get back on defense. <laughs> 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 but at, when it was all his farewell tour, his last year in the league, you know, the world and, and his his competition um, showed his appreciation. Um, I remember one of the last sermons I preached in Texas, I told I told the people the enemy is changing. No, God is changing the enemy's perception about you. Um, and we saw that happen with Kobe. Kobe had a lot of enemies. Uh, loose. Uh, I use the word loosely, but a lot of people didn't like Kobe. A lot of people um, have negative things to say about Kobe. Uh, but at, when it was all said and done, God changed the enemy's perception about Kobe and those who uh, weren't fans and those who weren't very fond of him. They had to pay tribute. And and and, and honestly, man, that's how I want to live. That's how, you know, I'm encouraged my boys to live 1528. That's how we want to live in a way that, you know, throughout all the life experiences and all the hiccups and ouches and oops and, you know, oops again, uh, when it's all said and done, we live the life that can, you know, really affect somebody in a positive way. Um, and, and I see my boys like that. Are you my boy? <laughs> so yeah, so that that's that's pretty much been my 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 reflection as I watch these. And then, you know, it's the given, you know, his baby girl, you know, his his life just being so young and then watching his his wife and his his other kids have to deal with that. So um but yeah, man, uh man, shout out man to to Kobe and all those who embody the 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 spirit of that man who says that no matter what I put my hands to, I'm going to go hard for it and I'm not going to lose. So can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um, because you you brought up um, the perception of of Kobe, and and I and I asked this truly out of respect. Do y'all remember when Gail King had asked the question, um, uh, Lisa, was, Leslie? Lisa Leslie? Yeah, yeah, and and so of course everybody was in arms. It was like, how how dare she ask a question like that? Um, at a time like this. Now, I understand it, but I also, in a way, understand Gail's job is to ask certain questions, especially about it's a To be a dog-faced bitch, in the words of Uncle Snoop. I, oh. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uncle Snoop, Snoop said it. Shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on. Uh, so you know, <laughs> so my thing, so my thing is, you know, how do you, how do you feel like your true uh, issues and faults 
should be addressed, especially if it was in front of the world. Is it something that should just definitely go away? It should it be a part of your story? Because I, I I would think that if someone did like a biopic of Kobe, that, that just would come might. up. Yeah, exactly. So I don't right. feel like I don't feel like she was trying to be disrespectful, but it was no, a whole scope. So no, she was. It was. Yeah, she was. Uh, the, the timing yeah. of it and and everything like that is is just not it's not tasteful, right? It's just and it's and not only like that. You- not only that, it was just like we're talking about his death and all the good things he did, and then some bitch want to say, "Well, what about this, bitch? Get the fuck out of here!" You know what I'm saying? He was exonerated. Go fuck yourself. You know what I'm saying? I, and just so you know, I am only up to three fucks for this. Uh, that's four. <laughs> no, I, it's just. I, it's just I think it. it's. I think it's not a place, man. And, I, and because I felt like the story has been told. Um, he, he was drugged through the, through the media for it. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we went into the, the ring he bought his wife to make up for it. We, we went into everything. We, we, we really dug into his whole personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in front of the whole, the, his, his, he was, his stage was set in front of the whole world and then he was acquitted. Um, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, you know, to be insensitive to those who have been. Uh, uh, who who have been, who are survivors of of those who of, of of sexual assault and stuff like that. However, he he the story was told. Uh, he he stood before a trial. I mean, a, a jury of his peers, and and I think for that to come back up at that time, just like in the middle of a game, it's like in a game he coming out and pull up a three, and they're like, oh yeah. And do you remember when he like what he yeah. hit a three? Mm-hmm. Like the, let's talk what about a game. Like, it was more so about the timing, right? Yeah. So my yeah, that's my issue. Is like it's all about the timing. Just like no matter how big of a piece of shit somebody is, you don't say bad words about them during their eulogy. Like you let the moment pass. Like some of what said mentioned about the you know we already lived that. I don't necessarily agree with that because some people now that are Kobe fans weren't Kobe fans when it happened and might might have might not have followed sports at all. So it. Is part of history. It will come up. That's not when it should have came up. We're mm-hmm. remembering his life. We're that's not that's not when you actually try to because all she was trying to do was defile him. Like, come on, right. man, that was yeah. that was some bullshit. That's not the time you do it. You do it if you're doing a biopic. You're doing it if you're actually sharing his entire story with the world. Right. When somebody dies, that's not the time to do that. Because mm-hmm. right? yeah, she's showing sure something about Harvey Weinstein. Why whatever his name is. She and then the thing about him. it is it, the way the question she want to blame it on editing and stuff like that but it was like why are you even asking this right Ask, now yeah. and and the thing I love the way Lisa Leslie handled it yeah, she she, she, she shut that shit down and was like I've never seen him do this this and this and let's move on like I'm not about to give you this this power and then um, she doubled down well of course you wouldn't see it yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like, so that's that's place. that's that's when we know she was on that other shit. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Uncle Snoop should have had to apologize to her, but he did it just because. But, uh, yeah, I F- mean, we we know we know you're never going to think anybody had to apologize for anything. F- so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's 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 whatever. Point True. is, that was that was some bull, that was some straight up bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. So as we as we uh come to the end of that that part, man, shout out to to Kobe, the city of LA, um, all those people out there who has been inspired by Kobe, those people who um, you know, who who just 
got a new a new lease on life by the loss of life. And I know that may I hope it don't sound insensitive to some people. But no, for real, no, no. Where you really just picked up and said, "Listen, life life isn't promised to anyone." Um, let me love on my family today. Let me love on my, you know, mm-hmm. let me, let me, let me love what I do. You know, some people, somebody went and switched careers off of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No telling. Real so, tell. uh, man, stay strong, man. We got, we got more to press into. So Pete, um, what have you done to stay positive in 2020? What expectations do you have for the rest of the year? And what kind of things are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? I'll go. Mine is a uh, quick, um, in order to stay positive, which normally isn't a big, deal for me well it's never a big deal for me but now it has been just because i don't get that social environment that i used to run to to get away from dealing with my emotions or whatnot um so i actually had to live with them now um but what i've been doing is just finding different ways to actually bond with people and reach out and engage with people through the stuff that we were talking about earlier with uh friends, family members, uh, internet and things like that. Um, I've tried to keep myself as busy as possible, um, as we talked about in some of the other shows, and that's really helped um, a lot in terms of staying positive. So those are like really just been a big things for me, just keeping communication with people that I uh, love and care about and uh, staying busy as I can be without being able to go out and do shit. Um, in terms of what I'm looking to for the rest of the year, I wouldn't necessarily say much. Usually for me, like holidays are like the apex of my year. Go see family for weeks at a time, take off work. And we just like have huge family powwows back home um, in Cleveland. And my brothers get together with our families and stuff like that. But those things likely won't happen at all. If they do happen, they definitely won't be at the capacity uh, that they normally are. So I wouldn't necessarily say, I'm super excited about that kind of stuff, um, but that means I'm just going to double down on being positive. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have personally been having a little concert in my car. Um, I, yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. You singing in the rain, man? Singing all over the great state of Maryland. Uh, get in my car, drive. For those that know me, know that I love to drive. Period. Um, cause I've been scared into driving, but none of, nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing, man. I've been having a little, uh, mini concerts. Uh, I don't post them on social media like said does, but you know, no, 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 but no, that's, that's what I do, man. I, I didn't lose any friends over that post. I actually mm-hmm. gained friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I to be divisive. <laughs> there, there's our Hamilton quote for the week. Right. <laughs> right. I'd rather be. Uh, I'd rather but that's be cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Because I really can't get into it like that. Uh, right, right. Not disclosure agreement. You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, Lawyers that's like the stew. NDA. So this nigga just won't. This nigga just won't let it die. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that that and I have a dog. Um, I have a, I have a hmm. 
have an eight month year old, uh, year old, eight month year old, um, Labradoodle. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so that when I tell you this dog literally brings me joy, like, mm-hmm. like this, this, like every freaking morning, like it's it's a thing. Wake me up, and literally when I get up, get out of bed, I get a hug. I kid mm-hmm. you not. And so it's things like that where, like, how how long can you be mad at the world for real? You know what I'm saying? And you know, like it's it's my new shadow. Um, and, you know, so I I those are the type of things, and of course, prayer. Um, you know, I listen to my daily bread. Um, not every day, but you know. So- yeah, 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 yeah. I stay connected, and 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 truthfully, that that has been that's doing the work for myself because going to church has been one of those things that you do. You know, if you grew up in the church or you go to church, you do every Sunday or some 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 schedule. You know, what I'm saying like you're constantly going. Uh, twenty twenty definitely put a stop to physically going to church. Uh, so it kind of said, Hey, if you're going to be connected to God, you definitely got to do it yourself versus, you know, trying to go to a building and, you know, trying to get your dose of God that way. Like, and so it kind of helped in a way to, to keep my relationship with God. And, and, you know, I, I try to, you know, just, just be in good spirits. Um, and so those, those are the few things that I've been doing to kind of stay positive in 2020. For me, I'm a, I think sometimes I'm just like one of those tough it out type guys anyway. So, but as far as like staying positive, um, just understanding, like I have the luxury of hearing my grandfather in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. And so like, like I said earlier, the, this too shall pass. Like he tells me that all the time. Um, and just knowing that, you know, we going to be all right. Like mm-hmm. we have, bad days we have bad weeks we have bad months sometimes but you know we've we've we're um lack of a better word we're built for this like we've, we've been prepared for this in some way form or another even even when there are the times where you didn't understand you were being prepared for something that you're gonna have to go through in the future you were be being prepared and um i just kind of hang my hat on that a little bit and one thing i did do is I have this favorite picture of my niece and she's my screensaver. So every morning when I wake up, when I see my phone, it's her smiling at me. So I wake up to a smile every day. I know it seems kind of like kind of small, but it's just like you get a hug from your dog every morning. I get a Mm -hmm. smile from my niece every morning and it just, it's a good way to start your day off to Mm -hmm. a beautiful smile. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's about it, man. I mean, just just knowing that we gonna come out of this and everything's good, and saying okay, being intentional and saying or thinking about what are we gonna do with the time that we have, and understanding like if it wasn't for COVID, we wouldn't be on this podcast right now. So I look at that like mm-hmm. COVID. COVID is birth fifteen twenty eight podcasts. Mm-hmm. So can we really be mad at COVID? Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> Jesus. 100%. <laughs> I understand we miss uh, New Orleans and a whole bunch of other trips that we was going to go on. But without COVID, we wouldn't be here um, getting things off our chest that we probably needed to talk about for years. And 
And now, now we're able to do it in a platform that hopefully can help other people process some things that they need to process as well. So I, I that's how I look at it. Like, yeah, it, it's been a, a slow year, if you will, as far as like the things that we want to do. But I think the things that we needed to do are starting to happen. So mm, that's yeah. where I get the positivity from. <clears throat> I dig it. I dig it. Um, uh, Dondre Whitfield, he said um, he wrote a book, uh, Male versus Man. Um, something oh, yeah. like that. Um, and he says in that he says that there's a difference. Well, here's on a here's on a uh, interview with uh, with our show with uh, within a celebrity. I can't remember exactly who it was at this point, but he said there's a difference between being uh, between self help and being selfish. And for me, I had to find that difference in order for me to really find the silver lining in 2020, um, because you have to look out to to know what to pray for to look around the world to say man look what's going on around us and and look what's going on with my brother my sister and da, 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 things like that uh, so to to be able to pray and be able to be aware you got to look out um but you have to be you have to look in to be self-aware it's one thing to say this is the state of the world there's nothing to say this is my state my personal state um and 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 they are very two they could be very two different things um and so um, for me, I just stay in a positive, like I can be, I can be very empathetic and sympathetic, um, about huh. the things going on around me. What's up? I was checking. She used to be pathetic, but don't worry about it. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> See, Damn. I said it and it had passed and I was just letting yourself. it go. Mm-mm. No, but, but, uh, I'd be, I could be empathetic, sympathetic and all that, but I have to realize I got to live my own life. Right. Um, because even though there's been 170,000 plus deaths, Crazy. Uh, fortunately, and I, I, I don't, I don't get to name a family member that is in that number. Yeah. Um, I'm not in that number. Um, and that's something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think sometimes there's a false humility that says I have to have a sad demeanor because the people around me are sad. Um, and if you don't, then you uh, you can't appear to be selfish or you can appear to be uh, unattached or anything like that. But at some point you have to turn into yourself and say, how am I really doing? And you look at the blessings that God has bestowed upon your life, the fact that you do have health. And so does the people who lo- who you love the most. Um, you are you're, you're eating. Um, you're you're taking care of yourself. You're in your right mind. Um um, like we said, we started this podcast and, and, and we've, we've, we've gotten into a lot of other creative things um, and found out a lot of great things about ourselves and our families and, and stuff like that. And so with that, um, I keep my positivity by understanding that, OK, let me be aware of what's going on around me. But let me also recognize the fact that uh, personally, uh, I haven't experienced a lot of misfortune during this time. And I'm so grateful to God for that. I don't say it from a, mm-hmm. from a, a, a arrogant standpoint or, or a loose standpoint. I say it from a standpoint of like, this is my circumspect reality of my life. Um, that God has been good to mm-hmm. me <laughs> for real, but he really has, he's been good to me. Um, and then, um, you know, you really have to, you really have to deal with your reality. And I, I deal with my reality and in doing so I can celebrate my wins and I can also mourn my losses. Um, and being able to do that, I won't carry them forward out of this 
pandemic out of this year. And I'm sitting in 2021, 22, 23, uh, mourning some stuff because I took on everybody else's, you know, uh, emotional baggage instead of dealing with my own. So uh, being more self-aware has been something that's really kept me positive uh, during this time, just because God has been good to me and my family. Uh, my boys are on here. Uh, we're connecting in four different states um, and we get to get good to come together and, and hang out, you know, at least once a week. But we are, we've actually started communicating even more so than mm-hmm. way more so than once a, once a week mm-hmm. um, and, and deepened our bond and, and came even more so family. So, man, God has been good. And, and really, honestly, even if you're listening to this, um, God has been good to you. And so um, somebody said prayer. I think it was JT. Mm-hmm. Um, just 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 stand prayerful um and stand appreciative uh just 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 appreciate appreciate the fact that you you know good things are happening around you some good is coming out of this um focus on those things a little bit and then mourn over the things that you've lost and let's keep it moving don't don't die with those things don't go down with those things keep it moving uh the past is not changing you are let's keep pressing forward the past is not changing you are i like that yeah i like that so as we get ready to um, bring the show to a wrap. It's been fun, y'all. Um, I just want to uh, go out on one uh, final thought. What is one thing, at least, it, you know, that you plan to do once COVID is over? Whatever that looks like. We ain't got to get into what it looks like, when it's going to look like, whatever. Uh, once a time comes where we can go out like normal and we can do things like we want to do, what's something that you've thought about doing? Guys, chat and live music. Man. Ooh. I miss concerts, man. You don't understand. Yeah. Yo, can we get to concerts like they got in England right now? I keep telling that's, people, like, if we write into our local congressman woo! and the women. That's, that's like, life right there. What are they doing that. over there? What are they doing? Everybody uh, got their own little, little section. Platform, off, little, yeah. Oh, so oh I did see that. Fuck oh, festivals. Okay. That's that new shit. <laughs> <laughs> man. Oh, man. Yeah, for me, I, I'm, I'm just going to make up for all the travel that I've missed this year. I want to take a fucking trip every month as soon as I can <laughs> and uh, either uh, I'm going to be tired of flying or I'm going to be out of money but that's what I want to do <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it for me guys trip and um, that's it traveling because my life really hasn't changed that much anyway I'm just going to be honest it really hasn't but I, I got to I gotta get out of Oklahoma City I, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going home in a couple of weeks because I got to go to see the family but even then, there's, there's, I want to be able to go see the family or go travel without this stress of thinking, am I going to pick something up on the way? Or right? pass something. Or pass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Picks it up. If I pick it up, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with it. But like, if I'm here and it's just me, I live by myself, whatever. But thinking about going to my parents' house where my great aunt lives, and I also have a a newborn niece, and then mm-hmm. I have my stepdad and my mom, and everybody has some type of health deficiency a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether it's high blood pressure, there's always there's something. And to to think that I'm just going to see my family because I missed them, but I could end up being the angel of death at the same time. It's kind of a messed up situation, right? It'll it'll Um, fuck you over mentally. Yeah, if 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 it'll sit there, if that happens, and you know, and then something bad happens because I came home, that wouldn't be a good look. So, being able to go see family and friends without the 
the added pressure of just wondering, you know, am I transmitting something? Because you can you can feel totally fine, but still have it. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that's the pretty much the biggest thing there for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I can I go on record and just say I appreciate y'all fellas? Can I can I do that real quick? Can I just have a, a brother's Aww. moment real quick? A brother's, I guess a brother's so. moment. I mean, me. if you have to. Since you said it already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, nah, for real. I I've, I was telling I was telling my therapist that uh this podcast has been therapy on Mondays. Absolutely. Uh for me, you know, to be able to uh one speak speak freely with my friends, uh, and at the same time, you know, talk about things that I probably well I take them, I probably would talk about it at some point, but you know to kind of like have this round with you all um, and then hopefully share it out with people that, you know, that chime back and say like, Oh yeah, that was a good point. Oh, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I recognize the good things that are definitely coming out of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you know, I, I appreciate it. This is, I, I will say this is one of those blessings that came out of COVID, man. Yeah. I remember yeah. just thinking about a uh, piggybacking off of that. Um, Tonio, uh, Liscom, or uh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, close. Yeah, I just yeah, butchered, butchered his last name. But you know what I'm saying? He going to cop away like kick you. <laughs> exactly. Antonio. <laughs> anyway, like him listening to the mental health episode and then us being able to have a small little dialogue about it. Like, is that's in my mind, that's it, it's just kind of powerful that we're being able to start those conversations yeah that sometimes mm. either the macho-ness of what men think we're not supposed to talk about or all that bullshit that we're just actually just doing it and it's people are being able to relate to it and understand that they're not the only only ones that may be feeling those things so and you know what i i'll I say this um i don't want to break the ironclad agreement but I, I will I will say I appreciate some of the conversations that didn't necessarily go as well or according to plan. And all jokes aside, uh, because it did help me get a point of view that I didn't necessarily have. Don't necessarily completely agree with everything that was said, but mm-hmm. it does. Like I said, it, it helped bring up point of views and aspects that. No, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I appreciate that. Um, conversation is good. Yeah, that conversation is good. You know, what I'm saying. Wait, so, I'm trying to find out what the ironclad agreement is. I'm still back on that. What? Up? <laughs> Don't worry about it. So yeah, uh, <laughs> that's how ironclad agreements work. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what am I missing? Here? Uh, I thought I was involved in it, but I'm like, yeah, we'll have to wait to the cut because I'm sitting over here too. Like, hmm, what are we talking about? <laughs> Gotcha. Non-disclosures in this part. <laughs> <laughs> he said he broke it, so I thought it was game. So no, he, he, said, said, he said he didn't want to break it. But then he started talking, so I assumed that meant he was. Nah, I, did, but... I, did, I did good. I did good. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, Greg, you already went? Greg went yep. first, right? BJ's an asshole. Like... <laughs> I didn't yeah, do nothing. It's on, it's on it's you, said. So, it's on you. For me, I think there's a lot of, like you guys said, travel, you know, I want to stay intentional about some things and not just get back out and just start taking things for granted again. Um, but, and then uh, just a message for anybody who's listening, who's invited me to various places and I've said, no, um, go ahead and invite me after COVID. I promise I won't say no. <laughs> like I'm always on some, yeah, I'll be there. And then be like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm a homebody. I stay in the house um, and I go out sparingly. But uh, after COVID, uh, invite me again. Try me one more time. And I'm going to try to say yes and and be more social. <laughs> I still ain't going. <laughs> like, I'm I mean, busy. Well, you I'm going to ask you who I was all over it, too. Like, who's all right? Yeah. No, no, that's always going to be the question. And I still ain't going. Right. And who, don't who and don't let there? me show up. Don't let me show up and somebody be there that you didn't mention was over there. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I didn't even tell you they was coming. Well, you know what? Anyway, before we spiral out, because that can go so many different places. Um, listen, y'all, it was, it's been, it was already starting to. <laughs> it's, what I said. Listen, so it's, it's been another fun episode, man. I love this time to get together right with my boys. Um, hopefully y'all got something from this and it's caused some conversation to uh, spring forth in the comfort of your home, your car, your uh, afternoon walk, whatever you listen to this on. We appreciate your, your love, your support, uh, your listening, your subscribe. Um, but for now, this is the wrap of episode 15. Uh, much love. And this is it. This is BJ. This is Dre. This is JT. Yo, and we out, y'all. <laughs>